Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be updating my 2021 wide receiver rankings. In yesterday's video, I went through and talked about my top 24 running backs. And today it's time to talk about my top 24 wide receivers. There have definitely been some shifts since the last video I put out. If you guys are watching this video and you're enjoying the content, all I ask is that you guys leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know if you think I'm too high or too low on a player and just your thoughts on my rankings as a whole. And I'll respond to everyone who comments, but let's get right into it. Got to start off with the wide receiver one. And in my mind, it's a no brainer. It has to be Devontae Adams. After that crazy season he put up last year, you really can't have anyone else in this slot. Aaron Rodgers is back with the Packers, and I don't think anyone else is going to have the upside that Devontae Adams has. He is so clearly the top weapon on that team. Him and Rodgers have great chemistry together, and I expect him to repeat as the wide receiver one. And he's probably the only wide receiver that I would feel confident drafting, you know, in the middle of the first round. Up next at number two and three, I have Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. And I really couldn't argue if you guys flipped these two players. I think it just depends more on what kind of player you want to target. Stefan Diggs is definitely more of the volume receiver. He's probably going to lead the league in receptions and targets just like he did in 2020 compared to Tyreek Hill, who's more of the big play guy. You know, he can go out, get one reception for 80 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter, and you're already set for that week. He can put together some huge games. He's just probably not going to have the same volume that Stefan Diggs will have. So really, you could go either way with those two players. Here at wide receiver four and wide receiver five, this was another tough call, but I ended up deciding to go with Calvin Ridley just slightly ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. I did a video recently comparing the two players, and I had a tough time choosing between them before. And once again, it was still a tough call. I gave the slight edge to Calvin Ridley just because he did have such a great season last year. And I can see him improving on that. Now that Julio Jones is there, he may be able to add some extra volume that he didn't have in 2020. But I do think those touchdowns could go down. So there's definitely a little bit more risk there than I think there is with DeAndre Hopkins. I also expect Hop to improve on his 2020 numbers. That was his first season with the Cardinals. You have Kyler Murray improving. And they also brought in some other weapons that I think could help take the pressure off of D-Hop, but could not fault you for going with Ridley or Hopkins at the slot. I think in these wide receiver rankings, there are some pretty clear tiers that are really tough to break up because here at six, seven, and eight, I had Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, and DK Metcalf very close together. I believe in my last set of rankings, I had Justin Jefferson here at the number six slot and I just moved him down one position. And that's just with this injury he suffered in training camp. It really shouldn't be a huge deal. It was an AC joint sprain, but I mean, there is the possibility that it lingers throughout the season and that's not great. And I do just really love Keenan Allen this year. He's a PPR monster, but he's gonna be great in any scoring format. The wide receiver one on this Chargers team which is going to be led by Justin Herbert. So I really like him this year. Same thing with Justin Jefferson, though. An amazing rookie season. Should continue to work as the number one out of that offense. Kirk Cousins is still a guy that can support his weapons around him. And then DK Metcalf at wide receiver eight. I really couldn't fault you if you had him up at wide receiver six. He is that good. He is the alpha on a high volume passing attack. He has Russell Wilson at quarterback, so a ton of upside with him as well. Coming in at wide receiver nine here, I have AJ Brown, and he was kind of a tough guy for me to evaluate 
because he's coming off a great 2020 season, but there has definitely been some changes this offseason. I think there's been some positives and some negatives. You know, originally when we were looking at his 2021 outlook, it looked like Julio Jones was not going to be there. He was really going to be the only main established weapon on that offense. And I think that gave him a crazy high ceiling because he does have that big playability, a lot of touchdown upside. But if you could add some really solid volume, I mean, that would just make him the total package at the wide receiver position. But with Julio coming in, Julio is more of that volume guy. So I do think that limits AJ Brown's ceiling. I still think he's going to be a wide receiver one. And then you have to look at the fact that he was playing through all of last season with some pretty serious knee injuries. He had surgery this offseason and should be ready to go for 2021. So really, he could end up being a value here at wide receiver nine. But I just couldn't justify putting him over, you know, Keenan, Jefferson, or Metcalf. I have Allen Robinson coming in at the number 10 slot. Just one of the most consistent fantasy options that you're going to be able to find at the wide receiver position. He is basically a lock to finish as a high-end wide receiver two or a low-end wide receiver one. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. He's going to put up those numbers no matter what. He's going to have solid volume, solid total receiving numbers, and then a decent amount of touchdowns. He's going to be the wide receiver one on the Bears, and I just expect another very solid season for A-Rob this year. Moving on to number 11, I have Amari Cooper, who I think is being a little bit disrespected this season. I've seen his ADP kind of falling off. His teammate, C.D. Lamb, has actually jumped ahead of him in ADP, and I just don't think we should be forgetting about Amari Cooper. I still view him as the wide receiver one of this Cowboys offense, and it is going to be an explosive passing offense this season. If Dak is healthy for the whole year, I'm expecting huge things out of Amari Cooper. He's the alpha out wide. He's going to be getting those big plays, but he also has that volume and touchdown upside. So I'm a big fan of Amari Cooper this season. And if you can get him as your wide receiver one, you know, in the late third, early fourth round, I'm going to be jumping on that value all day. At the number 12 slot, this may surprise some people, but I have Mike Evans. I think I'm definitely a little bit higher on him than consensus. I've seen some other people in the fantasy community ranking him more as a, you know, mid-tier wide receiver too, but I'm expecting a big year from Mike Evans. He's a guy on a year-to-year basis. He is just incredibly consistent. He may be a little bit volatile, you know, week to week, but if you look at his year-by-year numbers, the man produces every single season, a thousand plus receiving yards every single year he has been in the NFL. And I know people are kind of penciling him in for some touchdown regression this season, but I don't think that's necessarily fair. I think it's very reasonable. He puts up double-digit touchdowns again. He is Brady's favorite red zone target, and I do think he is the wide receiver one on this team. He's also a player that doesn't rely on a ton of volume. So, you know, he can go out, get three receptions, but he can put up 80 yards and a touchdown and really kind of save your week. That's why I am higher on him than his teammate, Chris Godwin, because I just think Mike Evans is a better fit in this offense where you do have so many weapons around him. So I expect Mike Evans to put together, you know, a high-end wide receiver two season or a low-end wide receiver one year. Up next at wide receiver 13, I have Terry McLaurin, and this is really his opportunity to truly break out as, you know, a top-tier fantasy football wide receiver going into his third year in the NFL, and this is by far the best situation he's been in. You no longer have Alex Smith 
or Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. It is now Ryan Fitzpatrick. We know Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be slinging the ball down the field, and that should help Terry the most. His quarterback play the last two seasons has been terrible, but he's going to have the chance to put that behind him. And I do think he has the opportunity to be a wide receiver one this season, operating as the alpha in a much improved Washington football team offense. I have Julio Jones coming in here at wide receiver 14, and he's a player who's a little bit difficult to gauge just because we really don't know what his role is going to be in this Tennessee Titans offense. This Titans offense is not one that's going to go out and throw the ball 40 plus times a game like we saw with Matt Ryan and the Falcons. But what they do have that the Falcons lacked was that touchdown upside. They are incredibly efficient. And that's kind of something that Julio Jones has struggled with in the past. So I feel like something sort of has to break here. Either Julio Jones is still not going to score a ton of touchdowns and he's going to see less volume or he's going to be able to bring that volume into this offense and then also be benefited by those touchdowns. We really just have to wait and see, but I'm just going to buy into the talent of Julio Jones because I do think he is still a top tier NFL wide receiver. I think he has a lot of juice left in the tank and that's why I have him here as a high-end wide receiver too. At 15 and 16, I have the one-two punch out of the Rams wide receiver room, Robert Woods at wide receiver 15, and Cooper Cup at 16. I think both of these guys are going to have huge seasons this year. This offense is just vastly improved now that you have Matthew Stafford coming in. That is a huge upgrade. I do have Robert Woods one slot ahead of Cooper Cup, and that's just because I think he's a little bit less touchdown dependent. Robert Woods is going to feast whether or not he gets into the end zone. They use him creatively on jet sweeps in the screen game, whereas Cooper Cup doesn't exactly have that same utilization, but I'm expecting big years from both of these guys. Now at wide receiver 17, I have C.D. Lamb, and this is probably the biggest difference I have in these rankings You know, between my slot and consensus. Right now, C.D. Lamb is being picked as the wide receiver nine. I personally think that's crazy. In my recent video where I talked about the biggest bust in each round, I talked about C.D. Lamb being the biggest bust in round number three. I just think he is going way too early. His ADP is so inflated, and it's not anything against C.D. Lamb. I have him here as a mid-tier wide receiver two. I think he's going to have a solid season in this Cowboys offense, but I just don't think he has that, you know, high-end wide receiver one potential, which is kind of what you're shooting for, drafting him as the wide receiver nine. He does operate primarily out of the slot, which I think limits his ceiling. It doesn't mean he's not going to have a super effective year, and he could finish as a wide receiver one, but I just think right now with him being an early third round pick, you're drafting him just way too close to your ceiling, and I think this is a much more appropriate ranking here at wide receiver 17. At number 18, I talked about his teammate a little bit earlier. This is going to be Chris Godwin coming in here. Obviously in 2019, Chris Godwin had a massive year, was a top three wide receiver in points per game, but this is a much different offense from 2019. He put together a solid season in 2020. I do think it was a little bit disappointing because he missed games and was basically drafted as a wide receiver one, but did not live up to that potential. But it still, you know, gave me some hope for 2021. I expect him to be the wide receiver two in this offense. I just like him slightly less than Mike Evans because I do think he is more volume dependent. And I do think it's going to be a little bit tougher to get that volume when you're in an offense with so many weapons. You have Mike Evans, obviously Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cam Brait, Giovanni Bernard. It's just going to be a lot of mouths to feed. But Chris Godwin is still an incredibly talented wide receiver. And I definitely think he's going to find his role in this offense. 
and perform as a solid wide receiver too. Up next, I have DJ Moore coming in at number 19. And I think this is DJ Moore's opportunity to truly break out as you know, a top tier wide receiver two, or even a wide receiver one of the future. You know, we've seen in these last few years, he's put together some really respectable seasons, but he hasn't had that major breakout. This is really his opportunity. You have Sam Darnold coming in. A lot of people seem to think this is a big negative. I do not. Teddy Bridgewater was not a good quarterback. So I think Sam Darnold could easily step in and be a better day one quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater was last season. But Moore is going to be able to operate as the alpha wide receiver. You still have Robbie Anderson there, but Curtis Samuel is no longer in that wide receiver room. That should open up some targets for DJ Moore. And this ranking could end up being a little bit low, but I'm just not sure who I would move him ahead of. So I do think I'm a little bit higher on DJ Moore in terms of his prospects for this year than most other people. Next up at number 20, I have Deontay Johnson. And I also think I'm higher on Deontay Johnson than consensus, especially in PPR formats. I think Deontay Johnson would have to jump up this list even more, but I think he is going to be the wide receiver one on the Steelers offense. And I don't really care that Big Ben seems to be a shell of himself because if he's a shell of himself, that means he's going to be throwing the ball underneath a lot more. And you know who that benefits? It's not Claypool. It's Juju a little bit, but the number one beneficiary of that is going to be Deontay Johnson. He is that underneath volume guy, and he put together a pretty solid 2020 season despite having a lot go against him. Just to start it off, drops were definitely an issue. I'm not going to deny that. He even got benched in the game because of it. That's not great, but I have to just assume that someone as talented as Deontay Johnson is going to have that fixed for this year. But the other big issue is that he got injured in like the first quarter of multiple games. So it really kind of tanked his overall point per game number. So I think that's leaving him to be a little bit undervalued this season. And I definitely think you could be drafting him at a discount with where his current ADP is. I think there's a pretty decent drop off from Deontay Johnson to these like next three players that I'm going to talk about. And it's Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, and Adam Thielen. All three of these guys are veterans and they all have their upside but they also do each have their own red flags. For Tyler Lockett, I mean, it seems like he's gonna finish much higher than this wide receiver 21 ranking, but I mean, he could put up literally like 50% of his production in three or four games, and that's a tough thing to be drafting because if you don't have him in your lineup on the right day, he can lose you weeks, and he may single-handedly win you some weeks, but if you're in the playoffs and you're getting back-to-back like four or five-point performances from Tyler Lockett, that can totally kill your chances. So just that volatility is what has him here as a low-end wide receiver too. For Kenny Galladay, we know the talent is there. We've seen it in years past with the Lions, but I mean, this is just a very uncertain situation here with the Giants. I don't really know what to make of Daniel Jones. We don't really know what's happening with Saquon. And so it's really a question of, can Kenny Galladay's talent kind of override this bad situation he's in? And we really just have to wait and see if he can do that. The last of these three guys is Adam Thielen here at wide receiver 23. And he actually put together a great season last year, finished as a wide receiver one in points per game. The issue was that it was a very touchdown dependent year. I mean, like way more touchdowns last year than he had in any other season. So those are probably going to go down. But we also just can't take that away from him. He was very effective in the red zone, made some great catches. So in my opinion, that points to him still having some juice left in the tank. 
but he definitely is getting older. Justin Jefferson is just going to continue to eat into that wide receiver one workload. So I think this is a fair slot with him here as the wide receiver 23. Now we're on to wide receiver 24, and I'm actually gonna cheat here and list two players. I have T Higgins and Brandon Ayuk sharing this slot both sophomore wide receivers, and I think are kind of in similar situations. They're both kind of guys that put together really impressive rookie seasons, but they're in kind of crowded target rooms. For T Higgins, I was a little bit lower on him, you know, in the last couple months, just because I think a lot of people expected Jamar Chase to come in and rival him for that wide receiver one role right away but it seems like that's not what's happening. Reports have been coming out saying that T. Higgins has just been dominating in training camp, and that is the opposite of what we've been hearing about Jamar Chase. We've kind of heard that he struggled to get separation, just not a lot of great reports from Chase. And if T. Higgins is able to secure this wide receiver one role in the offense, then getting him here at 24 may actually be a pretty serious discount. I really liked him before they drafted Jamar Chase. If he's able to hold on to that wide receiver one role going into week one, I may actually have to move him up at least a few slots. Then the other guy here is Brandon Ayuk and kind of a similar thing. I do think he is the best receiver in this offense. I think he's better than Debo Samuel, but the question is, is George Kittle gonna be getting more volume than Brandon Ayuk? I think he definitely could. We did see some very nice performances from Brandon Ayuk in 2020, but I think a lot of people are a little bit skeptical of those performances because there was a lot of injuries. You know, Debo Samuel and George Kittle weren't really playing in a lot of those big games from Brandon Ayuk. So if you're drafting Brandon Ayuk here, you're just kind of going in on his talent and hoping it wins out this year. So those are my top 24 wide receiver rankings. If you guys enjoyed the video, please like and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below. I want to hear your guys' perspective. What do you guys think of these rankings? I'll be responding to everyone who comments. And then also stay tuned in the next few days. I'm going to be going through each round's ADP and talking about whether or not I would buy or sell each player at their current draft price. So look out for that. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you tomorrow.